0: Hi, and welcome to the Frugal Debt-Free Life Podcast. I'm your host, Lydia San, and I am passionate about teaching you how to live a frugal, debt-free life. Our family paid off all of our consumer debt eight years ago. We have stayed debt-free for eight years, and I understand that life and money can sometimes be messy, and it never fits inside of a cash envelope. So if you're ready to have some real, honest, grace-filled money discussions, here's your chance. Today, we're talking to my friend Britt from Plan Your One Life, and she is sharing what it was like paying off six figures of debt in a high cost of living area and giving you some motivation on how to not quit when things feel really, really hard in the journey to debt freedom. All right, so I am here with my friend Britt. Britt, introduce
1: yourself. Hi,
2: guys. I am just a mom of four, uh nine-to-fiver, trying to get through life, working on paying off my mortgage debt, paid off a lot of debt, student loan debt, credit card debt, uh, personal loan debt, payday loan debt, all the type of debts that you can think about. And just, you know, I'm just now trying to help other people with their budgets and saving and investing so they can improve their lives. And I'm still working on improving my life as well. It's a a daily
1: thing, right? Oh, yes. (laughs) Yes. You have to work at it. So how much was your total debt that you paid off? It
2: has to be somewhere, I would say over $150,000 in total if I add everything up. Credit card debt, that I'll be honest, at this point, I don't even remember because I paid it off so long ago. But that was like in the tens of thousands. Um, my student loans was $25,000. Uh, my husband's student loans were around 20 something dollars as well that we paid off. Uh, car loan, my car loan was $26,000. His car loan was, I believe, around thirty thirty five thousand 35000 or so. Um, and then we had payday loans that <laughs> we took out at one point to rent an apartment, which was, that's like a crazy story for another day. <laughs> but um, we pretty much took out a payday loan just to be able to rent this like fancy apartment. Our priorities were not in order, obviously. And the interest rate was through the roof, like yeah. in the fees for a payday loan. Um, and that was like maybe about, Three or four thousand dollars for that, that was a small one, and then just personal loans. I had a personal loan of seventy thousand dollars, um, that we worked to pay off, and now you know we're trying to
1: just work on paying off our mortgage. It's amazing, and you live in a high cost of living area, too. Yeah, it's, it's very expensive here. I mean, I can tell
2: everybody where I'm from, I'm from New York, and it is very expensive here. Like it's just the, the, especially now with inflation too, I mean, everywhere the prices are skyrocketing, but here it's just gone up and up and up. Like our grocery now, our grocery budget is like $850 a month just for groceries. And that's not even including like takeout stuff for our, for our family. It's groceries, which I think is, Insane, yeah. but we had no choice but to increase it. I mean, I still look for sales and deals with Ibotta and Fetch to try to save. And luckily, these last couple of weeks we've kind of been under budget, which has been awesome. But it's just, it's just very expensive here. For
1: you, what was the catalyst in deciding to
2: get out of debt? Um. Okay. So when I first met my husband, before we were even married. I decided to start working on my credit card. So the first credit card I got, they only gave me like a five hundred dollar limit. My uncle at the time was, you know, pretty much told me, just just make sure you pay the bill on time every month. And that's how you have good credit. It doesn't matter if you pay it in full or not. So I listened to that. Okay, I'll just pay the minimum. And then over time I realized, wait, like the fees are adding on, they're piling on, even though it was such a low amount. I actually ended up buying a laptop for school. So that was the first thing I just, you know, ran up my credit card for. It was a good purchase, so to speak, right? Because it was for school, but at the same time. I wasn't able to pay it right back right away. So that kind of messed up my credit from the beginning. And once I started seeing that with the the fees and then accident, I happened to watch um, Susie Orman. So back then, this is like, you know, at this point, this is like over 15 years ago plus, she had a show um, on Saturday night. I can't remember the name of the show, but a lot of people like end up, you know, remembering and they always say, oh yeah, I watched that show too. And it was pretty much a show similar to Dave Ramsey's call in where people would call in and say, I make this amount, I have this amount of debt, and I have, you know, such and such and whatever. Um, should I buy this diamond ring for my fiance? I want to get engaged or I want to buy these golf clubs. Should I buy these golf clubs? And so I just happened to, you know, watch it at this time and I was like in my early 20s and she would break it down for them like whether they could afford it or whether they couldn't afford. It. And of course people were always disappointed. But she would say no. You know pay off that debt first or get rid of this first or you just don't even have enough savings what are you thinking you know so i started watching that and that got you know the ball rolling especially with my credit card like okay you know what maybe he's not maybe i need to do something else with this and so i kind of started with paying off the credit card and then working on my credit score with my credit card and then i told my husband at that time was my boyfriend you know what, why don't we start working on these student loans? So while we were in college, I said, you know what, you know, the money was like super tight because we weren't making a lot of money. We were both low income, very, very low income at that time. And at that time, we think we were making like, it was like under $20,000. It wasn't a lot at all. I mean, at least I didn't have any kids, so that made it a little, little bit better. But it was, it was definitely some tough times. I was definitely, you know, eating store brand foods. Just, you know what it was, and I made it work. And I said, let's try to put, you know, twenty dollars or thirty dollars, whatever we can towards our student loans. And you know, when you're in college, as long as you're taking a certain amount of credits, you don't have to actually pay your student loans back yet. You can wait until you graduate or you're, you know, you reach under a certain amount of credits um per semester. And with that, we just, I said, you know what, let's start paying it now, even though we don't have to pay it. So it started off for like $20 and $30. And every time I had a little bit of extra money and he had a little bit of extra money, we started doing that. The next thing we knew when we had our tax returns, we were like, let's just throw the whole chunk at it. And then we just started attacking it. And then we started doing that. But the downside is uh, I still kind of ran back into credit card debt again because then I started making more money. And then, you know, what people think, You know when you make more money that you're just you know you're gonna keep up with those habits but i didn't i didn't i was like lifestyle inflation yes i want this yes i want that and slowly but surely i was still paying the student loans off um but then my credit score and everything started going down again because i would start you know like i said running up the credit cards again and i would go through that cycle of running up the credit cards then like okay let me work it paid off run up the credit cards you know, and spending more than I earn. Friday I would go shopping and I would just run up a couple hundred dollars easily. Go to Target, same thing. And Target you guys know it can get you right. You have all those little those little right. sales uh aisles in the Target entrance fee. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? And then even when you get by the register, there's all these like, you know, snacks and stuff and then Monday I don't have any more money. I'm like broke. I would literally have to tell my husband like, um, okay, we have like a hundred dollars for the week. Like don't spend any more than that because we don't have any more money. And this just kept happening and happening. Finally, I said, I can't keep doing this. I got to really get rid of my debt and just move on from there. But you know, again, we have our bumps in the roads, ups and downs. So
1: for you, how did you get in control of that weekend spending? Because that, I think that that's a common issue that a lot of people have. You get paid. Mm-hmm you're exhausted, you want to enjoy your money, um, but it can get out of control. So what were some things that you did personally to get in control of your spending?
2: So one of the things I, I I have to admit, I don't really follow him now to a T, But I started watching Dave Ramsey because I just started researching. I said, okay, I need to start researching. So I found some books in the library, some Susie Orman books, because at that time she was like the money guru to me. So I think it was like Women and Money, Women and something like Women and Money was the book at the time I read her book um, Dave Ramsey's baby steps. I read, I kept watching him. I was like an addict. And that's how like, I probably started like, watching YouTube. I was just watching his, like, he has like three hour shows and I was just watching. I was like, watch them, watch them. i would make him watch them. And he was like sick of it. He was like, he's saying the same thing over <laughs> and over again. But for me, I think it was just hearing it over and over and over again. You can't afford this. You can't afford that. What are you doing? Like, don't you want a better life for yourself? And, even though he was saying this to other people, it got me, it got the ball rolling for me to start realizing, all Right, I need to stop spending so much money. Thank, you know, thank uh, goodness that I'm making more money. I'm thankful to, you know, up above um, that this is happening for myself and my family. But at the same time, I'm throwing it away. I'm pretty much throwing it away. And why do I want to keep living like this? Why should I struggle if I don't need to struggle? it makes no sense especially when you see too um on youtube you will even find people who are living a very super google lifestyle enjoying life and and that attracted me as well i was like if you really think about it you know yes money can buy happiness to a certain extent mm-hmm. right but that's yeah. not what really matters it's about what you can do with the money right and as long as you put your money to to the right things you you know, even if you make a low income, if you want to go travel to Mexico, you can save up for that. Like it can happen for anyone. And so that kind of got the ball rolling. Like, okay, why am I just throwing my money away? What do I really want to do with my money? How can I start managing it on a daily basis? And by watching him, I started getting into the cash envelope system where I would start breaking, you know, my money into different sections. Honestly, say I still love sinking funds to this day. Um, because then I started having buckets, you know, so to speak, yeah. for my money. Let's say, for instance, you know, auto insurance. My auto insurance, let's say it was a thousand dollars every six months. I was like, okay, I have this many paychecks in those in that six months time frame. How much can I put towards it? And then be realistic with it too, of course, because you have to be realistic with how much money you have too. Maybe you have to actually lower some of your bills. Or maybe you have to look for a higher paying job. So those are things I thought about as well. How can I actually bring in more income, but at the same time, spend less so that way I can now start working towards my goals. So I started budgeting on a daily basis and started putting money towards my sinking funds. And then that's how I slowly started being able to put more money towards debt, more money towards saving, and then start really investing
1: more too. Mm-hmm. So how has goal setting been something mm-hmm. that's helped you? In the process.
2: setting. I feel like for me, what I do, honestly, is I write down my goals every month. Like I figure out, I set, well, I figure out a set of goals for the year, first of all. Yeah. And I don't try to have too many goals. That's the other thing. I yeah. highly recommend don't have too many goals. If you only want to have, you know, one or two goals or three goals, I say max for me, my maximum is five. For the entire year, and then I break those down into smaller goals throughout the year. And then what I do is try to have it, I have a planner and then I keep it in the front of my planner because I'm looking at that like almost on a daily basis. And if you don't have a planner, and I know not everybody's into that, you can just, you know, put it up somewhere in your house, maybe that you're going to see or in your office um that you're going to see like on a daily basis. And then you could make sure that you're taking those steps to work towards and work on those goals on a daily basis. But again. Make sure that you start breaking them down into smaller steps. Be realistic. You know, yeah. I think for me, I started being realistic too, right? How long is it really going to take you? Like, a, my seventy thousand dollars personal loan, I had to be realistic. Like, that wasn't, you know, of course I'm going to pay it wasn't paid off in six months, <laughs> but it's not going to get paid off. You know, it, it didn't get paid off for like two years because it took time. Even that was like a lot of work involved because it was like sacrifice. It and it, it sucked. I didn't go on vacation. I love to travel, but you know, I had to sacrifice. And that's what I think it is too, with trying to work on your goals, like me working on my goals. Sometimes I have to sacrifice other things for that goal that I want. If I want to achieve this goal, okay, something has to, you know, unfortunately something has to get sacrificed here. What am I I willing to give up for that goal?
1: Right. mm -hmm. What's that temporary thing that I have to do to have something that's going to benefit me more in the long run? Exactly. Yeah, I love this whole, like, don't pick too many that I only do five too. I used to like really mm-hmm. put a lot of pressure on myself to have a ton of goals for the year. And this year I just picked like a handful of things and mm-hmm. we're going to perfect those as much as we can and then mm-hmm. move on to something else and let's not, <laughs> let's not kill ourselves this year trying to get stuff done. You touched on sacrifice and I feel like right now that's kind of an ugly word. Like we don't want to <laughs> do anything. To get what we want. But I was actually mm-hmm. talking to someone in my DMs earlier this week because she was saying that her income is less than her bills right now. And she's constantly mm-hmm. stressed out. And I said, you, you obviously have to negotiate some of those interest rates, cut your expenses, mm-hmm. but you also need to increase your income. And I know that yeah. the thought of getting a second job is exhausting, but so is being mm-hmm. in debt. And one of them, mm-hmm. if you won. The other's temporary, like you will temporarily be doing this job and you will temporarily be in debt. But if you don't do what you need to do, you will always be in debt and you will always. Be exactly. In
2: debt. I think that's what a lot of people just have to um, kind of get over that hump in their mindset. Like, okay, I build up this debt and now if I want to pay it off, I do have to have that temporary sacrifice of, okay, maybe I can't go out as often as I want. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can't uh, buy takeout as often as I want. Maybe I can't do, you know, like for instance, I said, travel, I didn't travel for two years. I can't, you know, go wherever I want right now. Maybe that's just what I'm going to have to do for X amount of time until I pay off this debt. But I know once I pay off this debt, I'll have a bunch of money that's free for me to do
1: what I want with it. And it's going to move whether you do that work or not. Exactly. You can do it now while you're mentally and physically able, or mm-hmm. down the road when you're not, you're going to have this pile of debt. You're 70. 70 year old you, you know, do you want to be
2: happy and thank, you know, thank yourself, you know, from thank you from the past, like, oh my God, thank you for paying off all this debt and saving all this money and investing for me. So now I'm, you know, 70 year old me and I can, you know, pretty much live as I please and do what I want, what I imagine, you know, whatever that is for them for themselves. Um, Or do you want to be 7 year old you and say, oh my gosh, I'm drowning in debt still. And now I still have to work. You know, until I'm like 90 and I'm struggling and I'm stressed out, my back aches and, you know, all the pains that you're going to have, you know, when you're 70, do you want to work? I, I I tell people too, there was this, um, this documentary, it was like a quick little docu- news documentary that they showed, um, online. And it was a guy, he was like in his late seventies and he was a Walmart greeter and he had to keep working at Walmart because social security didn't cover all his bills and he still had a lot of debt. His wife, she was around the same age. She couldn't work at all um, she was disabled and I just felt so bad for him. I was, you know, and he, he said it, he was like, he regrets like so many things he should have done with his money that he did it. And, you know, him, thank goodness, you know, I was able to see him because it's a reminder to me, like, okay, get yourself together. He's giving a warning to all of us that are much younger, do what you need to do. So that way you won't end up in that situation.
1: That's heartbreaking. But a lot of people do in that situation. So Britt, Say that I have six figures of debt and I am exhausted mm-hmm. and I want to quit. What advice would you give me?
2: I would say start off with your lowest debt first. Mm-hmm. So start off with the lowest debt and focus on that. Start. The minimum on the other debts. And the reason why I say this is because I feel like, you know, there's a debt avalanche that people talk about and that there's this debt snowball. With the debt snowball, I would say go with that. I know the debt avalanche makes more sense mathematically because you're going to be paying off the highest interest rate debt first so you would be able to pay less in fees they say over time but with the debt snowball by paying off the smallest debt first you'll start gaining momentum you'll feel good because okay i got my first couple of hundred dollars out of the way it's gone yeah now you can take the money that you put towards that Move on to the next one, and it gets the ball rolling. And that was the thing too. Like I did, I, I was like, okay, the debt avalanche it makes more sense, but the debt snowball, I'm like, it makes me feel like I want to keep going. So I say, to, I would say to that person, start with the debt snowball and just knock out the smallest debt first, get rid of that first to start feeling like you're getting something done.
1: Now, do you celebrate when you pay stuff off, or did you celebrate as you paid off each debt?
2: I celebrated as I as I paid them off. So like during the time because for instance like the $70,000 um personal loan that like that was not going to <laughs> I was going to have to wait, you know, like I said it yeah. took 2 years to pay it off. So I wasn't going to wait 2 years. Now I did celebrate in a way that like okay, now I could travel. I was telling my husband like let's go. Like we're taking a trip. <laughs> like I sacrificed 2 years. Let's go. Um but during that time like when I knocked off every time I knocked off about $5,000, then I was like Let's go do something like, you know, have some go out to eat. Or if we didn't go out to eat, then we would order in something like that. Those would be like little things or, or take my kids to like, um, by where we live, we have a rock and jump, you know, where they can, um, uh, you know, it's a trampoline park where they can play. So we would do things like that, maybe treat the whole family like ice cream, just to kind of celebrate. And I feel like that too, for anyone who's trying to get rid of that debt, every time you pay off a certain amount of debt
1: celebrate. You can pause. If you need to pause for a minute, regroup, go do something as a family, that's okay too. Like Mm -hmm. the only person whose timeline you're on is your own. As it gets done, it gets done. And for anyone else, if it's gonna take you five years, if
2: it's gonna take you have a student loan debt, you know, that's a hundred thousand dollars plus, you know, it may take you five plus years, and that's okay. As long as you see that it's you're knocking it off and like you said, celebrate those small wins in between. You know, again,
1: nobody like you said, nobody else is going to be more happy than yourself when <laughs> you pay it off. Because you're doing it for you and your yes. family. You're not doing it for anybody else.
2: If you are on Instagram, YouTube, um, any social media platform and you're following someone that may make you feel like, you know, discouraged on yes. your journey, unfollow them. Yes. Unfollow them. And the reason why I say is because all it's going to do is just bring all those negative emotions to you and your journey. And you don't need that. Only follow the people and watch the videos uh, of people that are pushing you forward in your journey and that's positive for you. And also don't just you know stick with the idea, I'll give you this. Like, say for instance, I budget a certain way, Lydia budgets a certain way. We may budget differently, right? um, you don't have to budget like everyone else. You can tweak your budget. You can tweak how you're going to pay off your debt. You can tweak how you're going to save, how you're going to, um, uh, invest. I told you the time, you may not do it like I do it. And that's totally fine. I'm not going to do it like how everyone else does it either because it's my journey. Right. So I would say to everyone, keep in mind that it's your own personal journey do what you feel is best. You know, for me I like to travel. That's one of my biggest things. For me I want to invest in rental properties. For someone else, they might not want to do that. They want to might want to invest in something else. They might want to save up for something totally different. They might want to pay off a certain debt first, you know, rather than what I the order that I pay debt. of. Whatever it is that works for you in your personal journey, how you feel like it's going to work for you, I say do it the way that you think that it's going to work for you. But be realistic. Another thing is definitely be realistic with your budget as well. A lot of people, I think, like you said, sometimes it is an income problem, um, especially if you have a lot of debt um, and you can't lower your, you know, your fixed expenses, right? Like your rent. Um, Maybe if you have, if you have an apartment, maybe, you know, you can lower the rent a little bit. Sometimes if you're a single person, maybe you can't afford um, your own apartment right now, or maybe you can't get a, oh, have a one bedroom. You need a studio. You know, to bring down the cost. I had a studio apartment for a long time before I even had a one bedroom apartment. that was like a two or three hundred dollar difference in price here. Um, Definitely bring down those bills if you can. If you can't, then it may be an income problem, like uh, Lydia said. So another thing is, if you need to get a second job, you might not have to get it. I encourage people all the time. Get a side hustle if you want to. You know, if you want to have that extra money to put towards your debt, put towards your savings, put towards your investment, it is not a long-term thing that you're going to have to do. So keep that in mind. And who cares what anybody has to say? You know, if you want to, if you're like, oh, I I don't think, you know, I don't know what people are going to say if I'm door dashing, you know, if I'm a door dasher or if I'm doing deliveries, who cares? I worked a lot of overtime, a lot of overtime. So did my husband. We sacrificed a lot. That was our journey. So again. Your journey may may or may not include doing that side hustle, may or may not include you lowering your bills. But either way, make it work for you. Create a budget that's gonna work for you, that's realistic. You know, leave some room,
1: even while paying off your debt and mm-hmm. saving, leave some room for fun. Working <laughs> back to what you were saying about people who take on, you know, Lyft or Uber or Doordash. Um mm-hmm. I really admire those people and I don't know. I question if you mock a working person, you know what I mean? Like we don't, we don't put Mm. down working people. We don't put down people who are out there doing their best, trying to survive, trying to create a Mm. better life for themselves. And if you encounter a person who is, that is a person who you need to remove from your inner circle. Where can we find you on the internet?
2: Um, I'm on Instagram at Plan Your One Life, and the uh, one is spelled out O N E. And then on YouTube, Plan Your One Life, same thing, everything is all spelled out. And I'm also on TikTok at Plan Your One Life. And if you go to my Instagram, if you want to email me, DM me, you can do that as well. I'm always available, I will respond to you. So I'm always trying to help people with budgeting, saving, and investing. That's my thing because I know it's like a major part of just living. <laughs> Period, and I want you know I want to help people just achieve their financial goals. Yeah,
1: and I will leave links to all of her stuff in the show notes. Also, if you are on Instagram and you want to follow her, her reels are hilarious. If you just want <laughs> some like real, honest, thank not you, coded but also n- not shamed <laughs> content, you've you've really cracked. Yeah, it. thank you uh, for being with us. Thank you for having me. with you.
0: Okay, that's it. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that Brit's story has resonated with you as much as it did with me. And I will leave links in the show notes to where you can find her. And you can find me on Instagram at Lydia Sin. I'm on TikTok at Lydia Sin, YouTube at Lydia Sin, and frugaldebtfreelife.com. Also, I would love it if you left a review of this podcast. You can swipe over the artwork if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave a review. That's how people find the show. And we can continue to spread this message of hope, but thank you for listening. I appreciate you and I'll talk to you soon.